Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Road to Freedom podcast. I'm Patrick. And I'm Matt. And uh, today we're talking about the evils of the police state. Dun, dun, dun. Those tyrants. Yes. Uh, so we have kind of a news story to focus on around the topic we're going to be discussing. Uh, it comes from the, an Umlive article entitled, Street Protester Choked by Officer Claims Excessive Force, comma, False Arrest. And there's a video to it. It's the body cam footage of the officer. We'll link that into the show notes description on uh, your various platforms, including the YouTube, so you can watch it there as well. Um, essentially, this uh, topic of this episode is uh, prefaced by we are not lawyers. Don't listen to us. Uh, figure out uh, you know what the laws of your particular city, state, county, township, uh, world, uh, planetary body. world. Yeah, uh, anywhere you might be, uh, so that you're not uh, falling into legal traps, and um, don't is, listen to us for anything other than this is uh, not fun commentary at all. Yes, not legal at least. Right. So you have been warned there. Um, so this uh, this street protester is protesting something. I never really say what he's protesting, no, even they, in the video. It's too bad. Uh, this would be a perfect platform, at least, to give. The dude who uh, is claiming excessive force, who's being choked by the front by a police officer, a chance to at least vent a little. Yeah. Um, so essentially the video shows uh, this uh, gentleman um, uh, protesting, I think, a, a, a theater or a bank. Well, he was in front. They, they didn't say what he was protesting, but he was yeah. protesting in front of a theater. And then the, the, the workers from the theater come out and mm-hmm. complain to him. And he politely moves across the street in front of a uh, a PNC bank, yeah, which uh, I'm guessing might be closed this time. It's a weekend. I don't know. But. Yeah, so it happens at like uh, five o'clock p.m. and uh, and he's on public uh, street or public uh, public sidewalks. sidewalk, and uh, he doesn't have a bullhorn or anything. It's just uh, looks like kind of a homeless person who uh, is protesting whatever he wants to protest. Who, who knows? He has that right? And who cares? And he was even nice enough when somebody came out and asked him, "Hey, could you just?" Go elsewhere. He, he crossed the street. Yeah, you know he wasn't he wasn't being unreasonable. Right. Uh, so it says here that um, he was being arrested uh, after he refused to identify himself to an officer is claiming excessive force, constitutional rights violation lawsuit. Um, I do enjoy the fact that um, the the summons hasn't been issued yet to the county because a filing fee hasn't been paid. But yet, anytime the state wants to file against anybody, there's no fee involved. It's just yeah, it's they, when you they want do. to file against the state. Yeah, yeah. So you know, if you want to sue sue people for choking you out and violating your constitutional rights, uh, make sure to pay that fifty dollars service and, and fee. And not just people, uh, a peace officer. Yeah, was uh, uh, a very uh, oxymoronic statement. Yeah. for that there. Um, the interaction between the deputy and this person uh, was captured on the deputy's body cam. Uh, this was released to MLive on November 27th of this year, the year of our Lord. And uh, it says that um, uh, he was had complaints about him. We don't know who called or anything along those lines. The deputy approaches him, uh, talks to him for a little bit, um, asks him to identify himself. The gentleman refuses. The deputy then tells him that Michigan law requires him to identify himself upon demand of a peace officer. Uh, he again refuses. The deputy responds, then you go to jail. Eventually, the deputy, I'm reading from the article here, told the person he was being uh, disorderly now and soon after told him that he was being arrested to failure to identify. So, again, for... Uh, uh, disorderly conduct, failure to identify, and then, of course, he's got marijuana on him, uh, which uh, this was before the legal aspect of it in Michigan. Um, Carpenter begins, uh, the gentleman begins yelling, this guy has a gun, he's trying to steal my property, which that's a perfect uh, perfect description of the state. <laughs> they, they have the guns, and they're, and they're trying, trying to steal our property. So, yes, uh, from from his lips to God's ears, we're hearing that. Um, then the deputy then kicks his right leg and causes him to fall to the ground. Well, he chokes and he's him first. Right, front right. Front chokes him. Front chokes him. With his hand, with it, with it was the officer's right hand choking the guy's. Right. 
neck for it, at least a couple of seconds. Then that's when he when he had him up against the wall. He kicks his leg out from underneath. Yeah, and the, the the dude's pretty pretty uh, uh, passive. He's got his arms crossed. He's not resisting in any way, um, or or making overtures towards the officer. And uh, and then they ended up uh, getting him arrested. And he, they ended up having to take him to a hospital because he had uh, broken his leg. A broken tibia. Yeah. From I mean I'm only guess. I can only guesstimate here. They don't say actually how, but, uh, I mean, somebody did kick him in the leg. Kick him? Yeah. <laughs> there might be a, an ABC causation right yeah. there. Uh, plus, uh, the cop doesn't look to be like uh, he's he's going to fall on you gently. No. Um, he's a big boy, too. The, the man says that the police are supposed to protect citizens, not arrest them, and use violent and excessive force for exercising basic constitutional rights. I don't know where he's been the last uh, 80 years, but uh, that's pretty much what the state does yeah. for the most part uh, in certain situations. So, um, here's where we enter our, oh, but there are a few bad apples and few uh, instances where the liberal media pulls from, but at the same time, too, we have to realize that um, the us versus them mentality is clearly established just by uh, the, the, the way police are trained and conduct themselves and hold themselves accountable um and we we see that because we we've this is kind of a stepping off point for this episode but we've been watching police videos about self-identifying yourselves to people or where you can film in public or how, how to watch police do their job and it's it seems like We've been I've been watching these for things for like five years now has to be, and it just seems like no police department has their stuff in line, or at least uh, it continues to happen so much that there are entire subreddits dedicated and to it. There's no matter what department you go to, there's at least of these videos. There's at least a few people that don't realize what the actual law is when people come to film or or do yeah. things like that. There might be their sergeant might finally comes out. And it's like, okay, yeah, you're fine. You know, you're doing your legal thing. Just just uh, don't come on our property, which is, is fine. But it's like you think at, the, at, at a certain point, and, and, and cops know these videos. They've even said it on there. So you think at a certain point that would be implemented in their training as well. Like, hey, guys, how about you don't, you know, interfere with people's constitutional rights? That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, the most basic – some of the most basic rights we have. Um, yeah. But – yeah, so this guy's protesting, not not using amplification. Yeah, and I, I read it says he's protesting and picketing anti-government sen- sentiment. So right there, he's already protesting the government. I don't know in what capacity, yeah. but yeah. so then you have a government official coming up to you, you know, demanding you stop. Right. And, and illegally, he's telling him that he must ID himself when it's, he wasn't committing a crime, so right. he doesn't have to. So there are many things wrong here, and it goes to show you too that just the the um, the abundance of police departments that are choosing to go to um, body cams does not make anybody safer or anything like that. It, it gives us better videos, I guess, to to respond to. Um, but here here you have a, pol- a police officer who doesn't seem to know the law or doesn't care, and is really not going to be held accountable because of uh, a little thing called qu- uh, qualifiable immunity, which pretty much means if the officer has just some vague understanding of it being possible that a law could exist and tries to enforce that, then he's not held accountable for violating someone's rights. So in order to prove that a police officer is just um, explicitly uh, um, violating law or arresting somebody unlawfully, you have to prove this uh, this knowledge that he or she knows that a a, a um, what he or she is doing is uh, wrong and illegal and not backed by any legal precedent, which is which is hard. It's kind of like proving slander or libel. You have to prove that the person knows what they're saying is not true, and it's pretty much like this. Except the state can claim to you ignorance of the law is no excuse, but for them it's well, you know, we thought that. Uh, there was some law somewhere that uh, gives me the ability to demand ID. There are certain states that have what is it called stop and ID states. However, even there, you still have 
uh, a a reasonable uh, reasonable ex- uh, reasonable suspicion that has to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, a police officer has to assume that you're going to commit a crime, had committed a crime, or about to commit a crime, and um, which can still be pretty vague. Yeah, and. It, it seems like the videos we watch where it's like, oh, you're being suspicious because you have a camera and you're taking public photography. Therefore, I do have reasonable suspicion because you're being suspicious. No, no, no. It's suspicion of what? Suspicion of a well, crime. And then people say that and every single police officer, well, not every single, but most police officers at that point say, you know, well, ever since 9-11. Yeah. Or in this day and age. You know, this day and yeah. age is, a, is one they something, say all the time. Something happened in Dallas, Texas where where police officers were executed and now uh, Podunk, uh, Arkansas uh, has to has to assume that every every person with a uh, with a DSLR camera is a terrorist in waiting. Yeah, or every person even with their just cell phone camera is obviously you know, scoping out this, you know, post office yeah. or this police station because they're going to have a terror attack against it. It's like, well, I mean, that just goes to show you what kind of a police state that they their mindset is in. Mm-hmm. If they think anybody with a camera, you know, not filming somebody else, you know, or, or just filming a building is obviously a terrorist. Where it's like, you know, I mean, we got if terrorists are smart, I mean. Got Google Images these days. Yeah, Google Images Google's doing the job for or, you, or do it in the middle of the night. Or not or Google Images, Google not, Maps. Yeah, not 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 when when uh, you're out in, the, in broad there. daylight. Like, and that's just me spitballing. And, and you're recruiting pretty much, uh, uh, you know, uh, pretty much white guys for the most part. There there are a few of the ones that we've seen. Some of the more annoying ones tend not to be the white guys, but there is one who's definitely a white guy who's super annoying that we watch. Yeah. Um, but that's neither here nor there. You can be annoying. You can be, you know, well within your right and still be annoying. And that's what people don't understand is that they have some vague understanding of, well, if I don't want my photo to be taken, uh, then I, I can just say no. And that's, that's not the case. So you can't trespass. You have no reasonable expectation of privacy in public and, the one that we always hear is you can't trespass the eye. Yeah. So if you're looking at somebody through a chain link fence uh, into a military base that has uh, monuments up for fallen soldiers or commemorations, then they say, oh, you can't film here. But it's like, well, yeah, if, if you don't want it to be seen, build a build, build a wall that yeah. you can't see through. Yeah. Or, or, you know, a fence that you can't see through, you know, yeah. something like that. That's what's the the biggest one with these people, and I always laugh at these ones where everyone's like, "Well, I didn't give you permission to film me." Like you're in a public area. Yeah. They, like you said, no, they have no expectation of privacy. Like if you don't want to be potentially filmed, stay in your house. Well, and you know it's 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 always funny too when cops say that because they're the ones that have body cams and cameras in their car and have to identify themselves. <laughs> yeah, like, usually by policy. Yeah, yeah. like so. Oh, I don't want to be filmed. And then the people start doing the film for film. They, oh, you're filming me. I'll film you. But wait, weren't you just saying that yeah. you can't film here, but now you're filming me filming here? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of uh, contradictory right there. So, so you're a terrorist too or in this day and age. So, yeah, some of those uh, YouTube videos are funny. Uh, not so much the Sovereign Citizen ones, which are annoying and uh, potentially dangerous. So we're not talking about those type of people. We're just talking about... People who engage in everyday legal activities and police coming over and harassing them, like this this uh, guy in this article who's just protesting whatever he wants to protest, and they got him for this um, uh, 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 was it uh, public noise violation or disorderly conduct, disorderly conduct. and obstruction and yeah. possession of marijuana. But right after that, you read, but the charges were dismissed three days later, and the fact that you see that. Not only this disorderly conduct, resisting, and possession of marijuana was just dropped three days later. Obviously, like, you know, just goes to show that the cop must have done something wrong. Because if you're throwing all three of those out later and then a lawsuit follows that, like, yeah, I mean, you got to realize that you're in the you were in the wrong at that point. Right. Well, and it's sad, too, because, OK, you you sue the department. Um, it's it's going to you you're less likely to sue the person civilly because it's in the in the uh, uh, 
carrying out of his duties. And so who who do you get the payout from? Well, it's from the city, which are funded by the taxpayers. So there's there's nothing that the police department ever takes a hit on personally. There's no rating of the pension fund or which even though even you know pop can bottles them. getting turned in or what have you there, there's no there's nothing that uh, that uh, de- deters them from from doing stuff like this again uh the person could, uh, the, the um, officer could be out days or you know paid vacations usually is what it is you know oh you've been reprimanded and it's in your file but um or even if it's unpaid you know leave I mean, he's coming back to a job eventually. Yeah, well, and even if he's fired for this, which doubt it, uh, you always have People the have union been, have backing you. More serious than this, and way still more kept serious. Yeah, way more serious. But uh, because police have unions in place, it's really hard to fire people in unions, and it's really hard to fire bad police officers. Just like it's really hard to fire bad teachers. So. Yeah. Um, we we are having the same type of issues with the police that we are having with teachers, um, and uh, unfortunately, we're too busy talking about who can kneel at football games. What what thousand or millionaire can kneels at at uh, football games rather than um, you know actual realistic uh, police reform, if any? When we're talking about prison reform, or at least starting to, maybe we can slip in police reform there, as in maybe. Uh, qualified immunity is should be off the table a little bit more. It should be a little bit more strict. If you can, you can have a world's mass murderer. Uh, if you uh, break into his house without a warrant and all that evidence can be thrown out, maybe just maybe we can be a little bit more strict on uh, forcing police officers to know the law. And if they're if they fail to know so many of these laws, maybe that tells us something about how many laws that we write. Yeah, maybe we have way too many laws. <laughs> Clearly the case. Because unless if you're pulling out the little flip book, it, it always seems like, for the most part, police officers are just getting people on the same type of thing. And uh, once uh, marijuana goes bye-bye, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what the, the new thing is. It'll be interesting Impaired to driving see, or something like that. It'll be interesting to see, interesting to see like, a, a, you know, just a massive document of, like, the most highly reoccurring... Uh, laws, and then how many laws that we are still in places and states and everything like that that just haven't been nobody's nobody's been arrested or any, cited for anything for them for ages, and it's yeah. like, you should look at that and be like, whoa, wow, nobody uh, has gotten arrested for cussing in, in public in front of a woman or child for eighty five years. Yeah. Maybe we should get rid of that law. Or th- there's uh, ordinances within the city of Kalamazoo that says you can't practice witchcraft or. Uh, divination. It's like, do do we really need that? Yeah. That on the? Are we still? And are we still against that? Wiccan is a considered religion, right? Well, I mean, is is Wiccan and witchcraft the same thing? Is is? Yeah, I, don't it, I, I don't know what the legal definition yeah, in the city ordinances is. But it's even like we have a, a a working relationship where sometimes we have to refer to a single ordinance, and we've had to underline it and put it in red and put it in their face and say. Please enforce this ordinance as an owner of private property, where you don't you don't allow me to enforce what is my own property rights. I have to call you, and you have to do it. And they won't do it unless if you fill out their paperwork and their you know check boxes that makes you completely uh, indemnified. Uh, yeah indemnified to anything that happens, and it's written in such a way that it uh, causes you to 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 be legally liable for anything that happens to that person that you're you're wanting to to kick out of your property in any part of the city with that particular agency it's like it's crazy that even the laws that are in place they have other ways to get around that so you are taking more uh more liability even though uh you should have the ability to control your own property, but yeah. no, they're the ones that have to come in and if do it. If anyone takes liability for that, like, hey, I want this person off my property, guess what? You took them off my property. Now they're your problem. Yeah. Like, hey, shout out to, you know, Council City Ordinance 22-7, by the way. <laughs> we know that quite well. Uh, yeah. So uh, if you're in the city of Kalamazoo and uh, you want to trespass somebody from your property, uh, there's nothing that you have to fill out. It's already part of your property there there's no need to call the police uh to kick somebody out you can just do it 
And if they return, then it's trespassing. Then you need a police report. Yeah. Um, there's don't, no. There's don't no. Don't allow the cops to tell you yeah. that they need to. That you need to fill out a form, and they, the cops, personally need to give it to this person because then you got to worry about yeah. were they able to find like no, I told the person, hey, I don't want you on my property. Get off my property. Boom. That's that's you've just banned them from your property. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about it anymore. Next time they return. You call the you can call the police then, and that is a trespassing case. Here, here's a secret we've learned uh, for how this podcast is about how to help uh, uh, libertarian thought from a, a, a local uh, area of effect. Write stuff down, e- even if it's in a small little notebook on a sheet of paper that you hang up on the fridge. Say, I kicked out Uncle Bill on this and this time, on this date, and told him not to return. And if you did, the police would be called and you'd be arrested for trespassing. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you got your, if your phone's handy, yeah. if it's not too chaotic a of a, a thing when you are kicking, you know, Uncle Jerry out during Thanksgiving, yeah. then, then, you know, take a little video of it. So you've got video proof of you actually saying, hey, Uncle Jerry, you're no longer welcome at property because we're tired of you getting drunk and trying to fight a turkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, even if it's after the fact and you're documenting it, it's better to have something than nothing because there's going to be people who have nothing. Yeah, some sort of documentation. Yeah. Like so, you said, just a written down piece of paper that said, this is the date and time I banned this person right. from my property. And, and then the police are going to come the second time. And they're going to say, well, you know, we weren't there. We didn't physically see it with our eyes. Well, here I have something that says, and I'm willing to testify in court that I initially banned this person on the the date in question for this video and i've got something to prove because i i did a recollection of this on this video on that day immediately after it happened so you have something it's whether or not you're willing to testify in court uh, against it and that's that's all that they need but then they pile up oh well you didn't fill out this uh crazy sheet that we're gonna make you uh we're gonna try and tell you never uh, indemnify yourself either yeah and also if if the cops come back and say that kind of thing you just you, you go on your computer, you write in Kalamazoo City Ordinance 22-7, <laughs> yeah. you print it off, and you give that to them at that yeah. point. Now they can refuse here, to. You say, here, take this to your sergeant. Yeah. He's going to know what to do. Yeah, sadly, it's going to be she. the sergeants that make, make those determinations. I was a pretty good sergeant the other day. There's a female. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's the thing about your interactions with police, no matter who you are, even if you're the victim. It's an adversarial relationship. The police can always lie to you. Uh, it's always they always have the ability to arrest you for whatever you say. So you're a drug dealer. Uh, you're calling about someone stealing your supply, who's uh, also a, uh, a drug dealer. Uh, they now have your statement that you've uh, admitted to being a drug dealer. They're going to arrest you. So uh, whether or not you have you're in the you're in the right about your your property being stolen. Um, they always have the ability to to arrest you. Um, so just remember that it's literally part of the police job and uh, part of their mandate to not be your friend. There, th- there are good things that we can use them for. There's always the the good people, uh, but at the same time, um, this uh, this story uh, exemplifies that even if you're protesting in in just your normal voice, you can be choked thrown to the ground leg broken arrested uh and then um having the charges dismissed with nothing else and you have to uh come back and pay whatever the filing fee cost is to sue the city which then doesn't really do anything other than gives you as a single person a payout but doesn't really change the culture or anything like that yeah and like because in the whole thing with like talking to police Think of how many things you've said in your life, like in the heat of moment, whether it's an yeah. argument or just you're you're mad or something like that, and you said something in the heat of the moment, and you, that you said is dumb or you didn't mean, and something like that. Like, so that comes when you have every right to just not talk to the police if you don't want to, because I mean, yeah, lawyers might be expensive, but you still can just you can just sit there in silence. Yeah, you don't even have to say lawyer. You we- can just literally not talk to the police which is what this guy should have done he was not being detained at this point detention is a a legal standing in which they don't even have to have you in handcuffs they're just detaining you to uh to find out if you're committing a crime have committed a crime or about to commit a crime they can uh detain you up to a certain amount 
or if you're uh, committed a felony in their presence, or uh, if they're arresting you, what have you, um, you're in detention. So just uh, if, if, if you're going to ask a question from them, uh, am I being detained, is that's what this guy should have done. He should have never talked to the police because he wasn't detained. The officer was coming over to, if, if he was going to do something, he needed the guy to to tell him something because it doesn't seem like he was protesting at the time. We don't know what's before the body cam footage, but that guy should never have talked to the police. And it's it's human nature. It's human nature to want to explain yourself, yeah. especially if you've been a victim of crime or uh, you got in a fight with somebody. You're always wanting to give your side of the story to get get it out there first. But that is the exact opposite of what you should do. You should never talk to the police, ever. Uh, during an accident, uh, uh, if you're pulled over for speeding, yep, I mean, you you could maybe get out of a ticket if you confess and say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to speed, it was only five over. What you've done is admitted that you did speed, that you were five over, and he's probably still going to write you a ticket for one over so that you don't get any points, but you pay the amount, and so he doesn't have to go to court, but he still gets his uh, nick on his... Uh, on his scorecard for yeah, there's a reason why they walk up to you and say hey you know why i pulled you over <laughs> yeah. i've been i've you know i've been guilty of that where you know why i pulled you over yeah you know i was speed yeah and i mean you could get a warning always uh but um but it's always best not to conduct to the police because what it there's no reading of your miranda right that all of a sudden oop, then they can start recording to see what you say the only time they ever have to read you your Miranda rights is if they're interviewing you after you've been arrested. So every time you've seen a police uh, drama on TV where they're immediately arresting the person and Mirandaizing them, they never have to do that at all. They only have to do that if they're going to interrogate you after you've been arrested. And there are certain things, too, like you have to, once you are arrested, then you do have to identify yourself if you don't have a government ID on you, which there's nothing that says that you have to carry government ID ex- unless if you're driving, uh, at least in the state of Michigan, I should say. This is always, yeah. again, uh, not always lawyers. You should you should know your law, blah, blah, blah. Um, you have to identify yourself, give your name, date of birth. Uh, I think you have to give your address. Uh, the one thing that about that that I'm sure someone should could challenge but later on is, well, you know, if I'm uh, being arrested for minor in possession of alcohol, MIP. Given my birth date gives you the understanding of what my age is. So am I confessing to a crime? Or it, it, it is it is illegal for you to not report if you run over somebody in your car. So you have to call the police and say, hey, I've just run over somebody. Please be at this and this, you know, intersection. Yeah. So it, it makes you confess to that as well. But those are two other extremes that they can fight it out in court on that but for the most part don't talk to the police you never have to talk to the police if you're being detained by the police and they're not arresting you there's nothing that you should say or have to say Um, if they are arresting you that's when you're being forced to talk Um, after that you have to tell the police that you are refusing to answer questions and waving and refusing to wave your your right to remain silent the the supreme court has ruled that you physically have to say i'm not waiving my right to remain silent yeah, in order for you, you to invoke it if you don't say that your silence will just be taken as uh yeah as, I don't know, yeah well and it can still be used against you your, your silence can be used against you like yeah he remained silent yeah but if you say hey i i, I invoke my fifth amendment right right so uh uh, the reason we wanted to go over this was to kind of say we we have this idea, especially from the Midwest and small town America, that the police there are your friends. And, you know, uh, we have friends and family members who are or have been police officers. And, you know, I'm sure those are great people that have never done anything wrong in their entire life. But um, the, the one thing that I think most of them would say is, if I was in trouble with the police, the very first thing I would do is not say anything. You know, there's no, there's no getting out of it. There's no talking it out. If you're arrested, contact the police or contact the your, your lawyer. Uh, it's the same thing if you are in a legal shooting. You want to say, oh, he was coming at me. He broke in my house. Here it was. 
Nope. All you need to do is call the police, say that a shooting uh, or someone's been involved in a shooting, and then don't touch the gun. You contact a lawyer once. Uh, you just don't talk to the police in that. You want to. Yeah, you really you, do. You think about it. The police are the ones. They're just, they're just, I mean, they're just trying to do their job for the most part. Too. Right. They're, they're trying to find out what happened and do all that stuff. So you feel like you want to help them out. But, I mean, you call a lawyer because why why not? If you're if you if you even if it's a self defense case for you, it's shut and you know, open and shut case of oh you were it acted in self defense to protect your, yourself or your family, like why not still just stay silent and and talk to somebody who is an expert in law, aka a lawyer. Like right. why wouldn't you in that kind of case where some some little thing could be skewed and it could be a totally different story and now you're. You know, you said something in the heat of the moment. You know, you might have accidentally uttered because the guy was, you know, coming after your family. Like, oh, good, I'm glad he's dead. And boom, right. now that can be used against you. Yeah. And so that's that's why that's why they say it's best to just stay quiet. Yeah, because you might have you might have the DA who is going against you that wants to uh, stop guns from from being legal in your in your town, and this is a perfect opportunity to to be a bad. Uh, prosecutor, that that's 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 entirely possible, and it's literally you against the state in in that in that situation. Hence um, why it's always called you know the state versus yeah yeah. When the, the state, state wasn't even the offended party, that's all I gotta say. Like you know, if it's me against this guy, why does it all of a sudden become the state yeah. versus that guy? Be, like, because society at whole was harmed and not you. So yeah, the the whole let's put him in a cage really doesn't do anything to help you oh well he he raped and murdered my sister therefore the state needs uh his body for you know uh 60 years and then and then everything's right uh, justice has been served I, I don't know what justice is in that in that case but uh yeah. that's that's entirely a different topic and one thing uh that i was thinking about when it goes to like the mentality of the cops like the us versus them mentality a lot of them have um like i i understand that mentality because you know Military kind of has that mentality, especially in a time of war. You go over there because because it does boil down to like us versus them. But sure. But when like you're overseas, especially in a place like Afghanistan, you know you didn't have a uniformed person. So you, I mean, you it was us versus them, but it wasn't it wasn't like you were rude and like calling out every single person you see because not every single person you see is going to be that that terrorist or or whatever. So. I mean, it should be, you should live your, you live in a, like a a hyper alertness state, but you're not necessarily, you know, bashing everyone you see, kicking in every single door, just questioning any person that's out on the street. Like, Hey, are you a terrorist? It's because, you know, 80% of the people you're going to be walking by aren't, they're going to be the regular everyday people. So it's like, when it comes to cops, it should be a totally different mentality though. Like, yes, they should keep their, their, their their vigilance and their hyper alertness but yeah you should keep your um they should keep their their vigilance and their their hype their alertness cops always should do that you know because complacency kills and everything but you also got to remember you're you're there serving the people you know you're not in the military you're not in a military thing you're not in a time of war over you know in an area where you're an active combatant like you're you're a peace officer that's what you're supposed to be you're you're there for the community and you've got a you know, stay alert, but also serve the community. Be, you know, you're not, not everybody you walk by is going to be that, you know, gangster that wants to yeah. kill you. Not everybody's, not everybody's a tweaker. Not everybody's got drugs on like, it, well, and that's just, where most of it comes down to is the drug war is the one that causes this heightened alert because everyone could be a potential Pablo Escobar. Yeah. You know, okay. If you're going up against somebody who robbed a bank or is a murderer or, you know, is a, is a, Mobster. Okay, yep, I can understand resorting to violence a little bit more there in in that capacity. But like this guy, like it's just contempt of cop. It's yeah. you. You didn't tell me in a good enough time, and I'm ignorant of the law, yeah. and I I have a badge, and that makes me immune. Or literally, I had a rough day. I'm annoyed with dealing with you, yeah. so I'm gonna use I'm gonna flex my muscle on you, and it's like <laughs> that's not how it is. Like again, it comes back to like serve and protect i mean you're really actually supposed to be serving the community protecting the community not 
you're because the the cops like that are becoming the nuisance of the community, you know. It I th- and that's a big th- like I really think it a lot of it, it, it. I mean, it boils down to their training, you know. Maybe the training needs to be a little better. Maybe 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 that I've never been through police academy or anything like that, so I don't know. But maybe some of the training they go through is just too, you know, military mindset of where, you know, we've we we it's. They're the enemy. We got to get them. You know, everyone's right. out to get us. Uh, when it's not like it's, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's a tough job. Don't get me wrong. Being a cop's a tough job, and and you know you you are in very dangerous situations where that person you never suspected is the guy with the gun, and you're in danger now. But that's where you keep your alertness, and you still you know handle situations the proper way. You're not. We're not in a police state where you can just come up and demand things and. And, uh, you know, do whatever you want. Like, there's still laws, and you're still held to a high standard of the law. Like, you need to – people need to realize that. Like, police officers need to be held to an even higher standard of law than the laws they're enforcing on everybody else. Yeah. Well, and that's not the case because qualified immunity just makes it yeah, – I have a vague understanding that um, – that uh, a, pub, a public nuisance is, is anyone who uh, shouts, uh, you know, down with the government and now I can demand everything from them and move them along yeah. uh, because I, protest is only a protest if you're uh, speaking at a reasonable level and there's uh, 16 people behind you all in suits that uh, that are upstanding members of the, of the community so well, yeah and like another thing of, of, of hold them to a higher standard thing it's a perfect example is I'm driving through downtown the other day on Kalamazoo Ave where it's 30 miles an hour through downtown and a cop no lights, no anything on, because legally, if they don't have their lights on and they're on in, when they're going to a call, they still have to go the speed limit. Rolling through town, going at least forty. Okay, well then, in that case, I should be able to match speed with a cop, right? <laughs> because he doesn't have his his lights and sirens on. He's not on his way to an emergency call. So, yeah. I, if he's going to go that speed limit, maybe the maybe the speed limit's changed. I don't know. You know, well. Who- well, who's who's gonna who's gonna pull him over? That's the thing. Yeah, like, like I should be able to pull him over at that point. And this whole thing with like the thin blue line and and everything along those lines, like the the American flag with the blue line, I just do not understand that. Like to me, whenever like watching Serpico and all these these movies where it's like, oh, it's the thin blue line. It's always like the thin blue line of silence. It's always like the cops never read out cops and yeah. like that. That's still a thing. Like. You have uh, uh, NYPD officers and LAPD officers who are getting fired and like demoted and and kicked out because they're going against and turning people in for saying, "Oh, there's such a thing as uh, as bosses that are making you uh, 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 have so many arrests or so many stop and frisks," and they're secretly recording these these uh, commands to go out and uh, find find things. It's like what whatever happened to police officers wanting th- to to do their job so well that th- uh, they you know regulate themselves out of out of a job yeah. that's not that's not the case it's always like oh we've done a, a good job if we've thrown people in jail well, what it's hap- like maybe we should take a, a look and understand that maybe it's not about that and and that's where like private policing would come in and say the, the model might not be the best and we've had that same model in place for years and it's only now swinging back from like you know in the in the 60s, we had SWAT and things got more militarized and uh, you had, you know, more of a, a police state action, especially, you know, with things like Kent State and stuff like that. Yeah. And then in the 80s, you had um, the war on drugs really come to a forefront and you needed more and more machinery. And then under the Clinton administration, then you had like community policing. That's when you had like uh, cops planting flowers or like going to schools and stuff like that. You had the D.A.R.E. program. But now that money's dried up, and so those cops that are in schools now are arresting kids in schools yeah. for minor things because the teacher doesn't want to deal with their crap. And so, oh, you you were, um, you were yelling, yeah, the- disturbing the peace of the classroom. So yeah. now you have a misdemeanor on you, or you got you got into a fight in in in, uh, in school and so instead of getting you know. Uh, expelled or, or, suspended. or suspended. Oh no! Now you have a, a felony record on you yeah. because uh, you know you you broke a potted plant. You know one thing I gotta say about the thin blue line flags. Technically, 
Wouldn't it be defacing a flag, <laughs> the American flag, by changing the colors and putting a different colored line? That's why only flag I'll ever fly is the Stars and Stripes. <laughs> the, the the old one, the 1776 one? Yep. Yeah, yep. 13 colonies are nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm moving to one of the colonies. <laughs> So, yes, your uncle, your friend who's the police officer, that's not the person we're talking about, but at the same time, they're part of a group that has different rights than everybody else. They have the ability to uh, to arrest people and to lock them in a cage, and sadly, there's no accountability for them other than maybe, hopefully, there's so much of an outcry that something has to be done, and that person gets fired but then they can always go to a different police department maybe with even in the county organization and and get it back like yes you may have somebody go to jail but those are way few and far between and especially it's got to be something big like a police officer rapes 22 women in in his vehicle and uh and it's caught on camera finally it's where it's never like this where a guy was assaulted like he he was doing perfectly legal things he didn't fight the cop. No. The cop choked him, threw him on the ground, broke his leg. Anybody else, anybody else, and they would they would be the one arrested. Yeah, if I would have done that to a guy, I would have been arrested easily, and I'd be sitting in jail. But then again, we've seen people get into altercations with other people, start the fights, kick people on the ground, and they just get told, well, that person might be filing charges, so you know, be prepared. Yeah. Well, and like... That's what I think this whole thing boils down to. There's obviously something in the training that needs to be changed. And maybe, like we've mentioned before, maybe something that needs to be changed is maybe we need to start testing out privatized things for uh, police. Yeah. You know, try a different system. Or you just have you, you just have different models of policing because it seems like what it is is um, you just kind of have this the same – modes of policing occurring you don't have you know uh citizen groups that have it or you know like what if people on the right didn't have so much like uh uh you know tough on crime and uh the the right didn't have so much like uh you know you can uh uh do whatever you want and and you know as, as long as it's not uh misgendering somebody then you know like maybe there's a meet in the middle where we can like elect a sheriff who isn't a police officer that can say okay uh here's here's something that looks to be wrong from my perspective let's completely change it and maybe that's what we should be doing it's like electing a farmer as a supreme court justice i, w- I want to see a farmer or some you know factory worker who's who just has the basic education become a judge yeah if you you guys would like to see me run for sheriff next um you know leave leave some comments (laughs) kalamazoo county matt martin i'll i'll run if if that's what we need to do yeah i'll 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 start yeah yep that's all we need you know vote for yourself in those um so yeah so we kind of wanted to cover uh policing and to just tell you listen you know we're not saying all cops are corrupt but no, don't talk to the all. police. Just don't do yourself a favor and don't talk to the police ever. And if, watch out when they give you the good cop, bad cop. I had that happen to me one time. <laughs> yeah. If when it's they a, were trying to pin this stupid thing on me and, and good cop, bad cop is just obvious too. One of them comes up and it's <laughs> now like, it is. Yeah. It's so obvious. I even saw it back then when I was, you know, 20 years old. They, <laughs> one of them was just like, Hey, we know you did it. We need you better fess up, blah, blah, blah. And then the good cop, you know, comes in and puts his shoulder around you. Hey, bud, come here. You know, we're just trying to... And it's just a tactic. It's a tactic they were trying to use. One scares you. One gets you um, gets you on his side. Oh, you know, my buddy's kind of being rude. I know. I'm sorry. But, you know, just tell me. You know, tell me old Papa Bear over here. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, dude, first of all, I see you through that. And that, and that's a reason, another reason not to talk to the cops. Because they, they're taught tactics to coerce you into... The police can lie to you. Yeah, the police can sit there lie to you, lie to your face, and and um, but yet yeah, you lie to the cops, and then you're yeah. you're the worst person the, ever. The, there's nothing good, especially okay. Traffic is is one thing. You you make your choices on that, but if it's anything like we've we've witnessed people who have gotten in fights with other people or who um, who 
are, are, are having a, a consensual conversation where they think they're being uh, required to talk to the police. No, just don't talk to the police ever. If you're being arrested, there are certain details that you have to give. But no statements to the facts of anything. Hey, were you in that bank that got robbed? You don't have to, even if you're the bystander, even if you're the person that got taken hostage, it's best not to talk to the police at all in those situations. Yeah, like consult. I mean, most most things in your life, you try to consult with a professional yeah. before you do it. Yeah. You know, something, you, you know, your pipes aren't working right. <laughs> you call a plumber. He's a professional. Doing that, you call you call a professional. So you're in trouble with the law potentially, or if you got some sort of legal issues, call a professional before you talk to the cops. Yeah. Before you find out you have cancer, you consult Web WebMD, and yeah. it's oh, always yes. WebMD is always right. So you know, it, you're you're never going to help yourself out of a situation. You're only going to help yourself into the situation, and that's what the police are trained to do. They're they they have different tactics, asking open ended questions asking confrontational questions uh having having uh, uh a layer of suspicion towards you that you want to then you know give your side of the story um th there there's no reason to talk to them if they're going to arrest you yet yeah, you you might you, you might beat the rap but you won't beat the rag mentality is still there and it's way better to sit in jail for a weekend or however long than it is to have charges laid against you and unfortunately, you know, hey, a jury of your peers, that's great. But how many people do you know where it's like, well, the police officer said this, I'm sure he wouldn't lie, is yeah. the mentality. Uh, those are the, the jury of your peers. Um, so good luck trying so to find people that don't, don't do that. If you have me on your jury, then uh, I will, I will, uh, I will yeah. try and uh, uh, hear both sides. And then um, if jury notification is... Uh, necessary i will i will try yeah, that because if you have us on your jury we're gonna sit there and be the people that are like okay well state now you have to prove this person did it yeah because they're the ones who have the burden of proof yeah so uh that's that's kind of what we wanted to jump off on consult a lawyer uh you know another good thing if you do want to talk to him could be uh pull the ron swanson answer questions with questions <laughs> yeah I don't think any of us are smart enough to do that. No, I, in I the heat of the moment, so bad. Yeah. Like I would have to, I would have so many pauses where it'd be like, "Well, where were you on the night of the twenty fifth? Yeah, where oh, were you? The, like that would be my comeback. The, the, just repeat the, the, the yeah. question. Then, then the report is uh, he was elusive and uh, appeared to be uh, deranged and on something. Yeah. Then I'm and then yeah. I'm facing like. Uh, he can't stand trial because he's yeah. insane. So, so uh, again. Um, out, out of a vehicle is different than in a vehicle. There are certain requirements that you have, especially in Michigan, where like you have to submit to field sobriety tests, and uh, if you yeah, refuse them, license, yeah, you agree, to you agree to it, and and it's only uh, nullified if it's an illegal stop. But then you have to prove that it's an illegal stop, and get uh, the district attorney or someone to to uh, verify that it was an illegal stop. But good luck with that. So. There are there are many caveats to this. Do your own research, but at the very least, don't talk to the police. As unless Eddie Bravo says, "Look, just look into it." <laughs> yeah, just look into it. Yes, and the Earth is flat, I guess. Um, so uh, the uh, link to the story will be in uh, the show notes below, and uh, that that's kind of what we wanted to talk about this time. Was uh, fortunately, don't talk to the police, but at the same time, fortunately, we don't have to talk to the police. That that was what the whole revolution was for. Uh, we didn't need to let the redcoats into our domicile to check our papers to see if it had the stamp of the king on there. And guess what? Uh, unless they have a warrant, uh, we still don't need to do that. So yeah. you have the right to talk to them if you want. We wouldn't. Yeah, we would. We definitely. I bet you guess the beauty of America. You have the right to 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 cooperate with the police and talk to them if you want. But you also have the right to just sit there and be silent and say nothing even with how mad they're going to get at you. You just say, no, I don't want to talk to you or, or, or nothing at all. Cause yeah. even, you even in the, there, a court of law, you don't have to say anything. You just sit there and stare. Yeah. Well, Ed, you know, if, Hey, if you want to get choked and your tibia broken, uh, you know, Hey, uh, America's a great place to do it, I guess. Yeah. We, I mean, you can sue for anything. So you can <laughs> definitely sue for that. Yeah. Although healthcare might be a hard thing to get by. So, yeah. cause it's overregulated by the government, of course. Okay, uh, so that's what we wanted to cover this time, and uh, hopefully that helps. And in our rambling, uh, a libertarian, of course, would uh, uh, approve uh, private police and have. I say we uh, try it. Well, you know, why not? We have fifty states. Why don't we try it and like 
half of Rhode try Island. It in a city. Yeah, let's let's, try it in let's a do city. let's do it in Rhode Island. Small little Rhode Rhode Island. You know, let's, we maybe we'll start a GoFundMe campaign and we'll try to start it here in Kalamazoo. Well, you know, <laughs> here's here's the thing. Matt Real quick before we sign off, police. there's already private police. It's security. Yeah, it's just. There are certain things that security can't do because the law doesn't allow them to. However, there are things like we can go um, into a contract with the, you know, yeah, the the city that you want to man, and they give you the rights to do that. It's the city or the neighborhood or the building or Get the sheriff to deputize you, know, you, whatever you know. The, the uh, uh, contract and and private property allows these things to happen. If this city didn't want this guy standing on the street corner. Don't have a public sidewalk because that's yeah. what you have when you have a public facility. You, yeah, by having a public facility, public sidewalks, and all that, you're inviting the public to be on them. Yeah, and they have a legal right to be. Yep. No matter if they're protesting the government that gives them that right, that is the beauty of America. He has the right to do that, but his rights were infringed upon, and his tibia was broken. Yep. And he'll have no recourse other than to take money stolen by the taxpayers as a that's, form that's, of payment. That would be the beauty of a privatized uh, police force, too, because you would have a finger to point at right there, and you'd also it would come out of their pockets, so they would be the ones hurt. So, you know, in theory, they would then try to train their officers better and police the area better because yeah. they don't want to have huge million-dollar payouts because one of their officers decided to go a little rogue. And and was pissed off easily that day. It incentivizes them to act in a more moral behavior because th- there would be an easier ability to fire them or uh, hold them accountable by shareholders or the insurance company or what have you. Uh, here it's just, well, you know, the insurance paid out this amount and the city's on the hook for this amount. So All this- it is, it's st- you're just, I mean, yeah, you won the lawsuit. At, at, if he wins the lawsuit, good for him, but it's just, it's just moving our tax you know, well, Manistee's tax money into into him. It's like, well, I mean, it's, he's getting stolen money. Yeah. So. All right. There's better ways to do it. Yeah. There, there are there are things more to try. Than one way to skin a cat. Yes. Which I think may be illegal in the city of Manistee. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, thanks for joining us on uh, episode number sixteen of the Road to Freedom podcast. And always live radically and live free. And privatize it.